I'm Enoch Fossum. And I'm Austin Ivey, and welcome to the What About Therapy podcast. All right, welcome to episode 57. Today, yeah. yeah. Today we are going to be talking about body positivity and body image. And uh yeah, we're just going to have a conversation about it and talk about some of the things that we think about it, some of the thoughts that we have surrounding some of the more popular I don't know, popular ideas behind promoting body positivity. Yeah. Including and not limited to positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a lot before and Maybe we'll get around to talking some acceptance and commitment therapy. Like we, we, you know, we will. You know we will. I don't know why I said we you know might, we will because we will because I'm already planning. That's a fact. I'm Jack. already planning on it. We're talking about that. Um, but yeah, that's the topic, and we're just gonna get right into it. So, yeah. strap in. Here we go. <laughs> um, uh, so I think we'll start here. Back in the 1960s, I believe, is when the body positivity like kind of culture group whatever you want to say, kind of started. The movement. Movement. Called the movement. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. The body positivity movement started. And ever since then, it's been getting more and more traction. And as you can see, like you've seen, I've seen anyway, the past couple of years, like at the store with the plastic models wearing mm-hmm. the clothes, there are more plus size models, like figurines. Yeah. Then there are and mannequins. Mannequins. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word. Yeah, <laughs> there are more plus size mannequins than there have ever been. Yeah, I think that's to include more people and to support that body positivity movement. Yeah, absolutely, and it's yeah. it's a good thing because yeah. people come in different shapes and sizes, like me. Right. I like guess me and you, like we're just, yeah, we're we're a good, really good example. example of that. Of that. Yeah, like yeah. just baseline. I've been a big dude my whole life. My mom said that I like came out of the womb like just huge, you know, and I've been that <laughs> way my whole life. I've never. Small is a word that never could describe me. I've always yeah. just been bigger, huge thighs, <laughs> like just giant hands. I've been able to palm a basketball since I was like 16. Yeah, and so, I that's, wish. yeah, it's just how I've always been. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a combination of my mom's side and my dad's side. My mom's side's super tall and skinny, and my dad's side is really short and big. And so, yeah. I think I got the best of both worlds there. <laughs> and so, yeah. here I am, and everyone's different. So, I think it's a great thing, you know, yeah. that we've kind of made it this far with acceptance right. and inclusion. Because people are just different. No one looks yeah. like the, like the, what's the word? The cookie cutter mannequin. You know, mm-hmm. no one, no one looks like that. Maybe besides the person they took a cast of to make the mannequin, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just not reality. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like yeah. to think that everyone has the same thought process on anything, right. you know, like it's just as unlikely and unfair to think that everyone thinks the same, to think that everyone should look the same. Right. If we all thought the same, that would probably be pretty yeah. boring. Yeah. So we should all look different too, you know? That's just the way that our biology is. So why fight it? Right. And I think it's interesting. And this is, I mean, it's probably, I would say it's more common in women than it is men as far as the the body positivity. I mean, it, it first started, it, it, the original group that it was aiming towards was women. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it started. And so you hear a lot of women say, oh my gosh, I wish I had a body like hers. You know, mm-hmm. why is my body not like that? But even with guys, you hear that same thing. Like, why is my body not as jacked? Why don't I have thighs like Austin? Or why can't <laughs> I pump a basketball? Yeah. You know? But I always remind myself and I try to remind others that there's someone out there that thinks the exact opposite of what you're thinking right now. Like, yeah. I wish I was skinnier or I wish I was bigger. And so it's really an endless mind game that you can play with yourself and go back and forth, back and forth forever if you don't just come to grips with 
you are the way you are. And there's some things that you can't change. Mm-hmm. Like Austin will never be my height. Height? Height. Yeah. He'll never be my height. Yeah. I mean, unless he gets really super old and his spine decays. <laughs> Maybe when I'm 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then at that point, I'll be even shorter as well. So he's yeah. never going to be as tall as I am. At that point, it doesn't even matter. You're just focused on not I guess dying. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. you're, you're 80 years old. You're just focused on other things. Right. Which is weird. That, like the younger you are, I feel like there's the a higher correlation with body image. Yeah. Because the older people get, typically that just kind of fades, you know. And maybe that's just anecdotal. I'm just throwing that off my cuff. I don't know. But at least anecdotally, it kind of seems that way. Yeah. Maybe that's something that we could <laughs> explore in the future. But yeah, it is interesting that you bring that up. And yeah, like it, you can't change things about yourself. And yeah, there's certain things that other people want to change about themselves that they wish they could be like you. If yeah. that makes sense. And I'm yeah. kind of ADDing right now then kind of shifting a, a subject. But something that I thought was super interesting from one of my most recent psychology classes um, from school, we, we talked a lot about eating disorders. We had like oh, two whole weeks. We had a, a whole book about eating disorders. And it was amazing. Um, it was a novel. It wasn't like a textbook. But it was a whole novel about a young woman who dealt with uh, an eating disorder. And it was written by her mom. And something we talked about in that book and in from our textbook learning about like the DSM-5 definition of eating eating disorders and specifically with anorexia is what you'll find with people who have an eating disorder. In general, just like body dysmorphia, which is an obsessive... Body dysmorphia is an obsessive compulsive disorder. It's under that that umbrella of disorders of the mm-hmm. OCD. We can talk about that later. But right now, what one thing that was really interesting about what researchers have found with people with anorexia is that they don't see their problem within a, within themselves, but they'll see it in other people. And I'll mm-hmm. explain what that means. They would have pictures. They would they'd sit down with a woman, and it was all women because that's more common for women to have anorexia, especially when the study was done. I think it was done in the early 2000s. And they would sit these women down, and they would give them a handful of like pictures of women who were in like bathing suits that they had gathered for the study. And they would have regular-sized women, not regular as in like, how you should look, but they would have like small, medium, large size women, just the whole spectrum. And then they would have really obese women and then really anorexic women that looked exactly the same as the woman in question that was being interviewed. Hmm. And then they would have a picture of that woman in in the same bathing suit next to all these pictures. And she would go through and the researchers would ask like, is there anything wrong with these women? And even for like the obese women, they would say like, no, there's nothing wrong with her. Um, she looks, she looks great, like super great. Like I want I, w- I wish I was like her. And then they would get to the schizophrenic pictures, the not schizophrenic, the anorexic pictures, the girls who would suffer from anorexia. And more often than not, I believe most women who are suffering from anorexia, they would see these pictures and be like, Oh, what's wrong with that girl? Like she needs to eat. Like she looks yeah. terrible. Like what's wrong? Like <laughs> we need to help her. And then they would pull up the picture of her and kind of compare it. And he's like, do you see the difference here? And they would never be able to see it. They'd say, well, I'm, hmm. I'm too fat. Interesting. And so there's something about like literal, like the way that we perceive ourselves. There's something yeah. in our brains. There's yeah. something with self-perception. I don't know. I'm sure Andrew Huberman could come on and talk about this. <laughs> um, the man we've been yeah. talking about a lot recently. He could probably explain it, but I don't know how it works. I just know that it does. You know, the black box thing. Yeah. For some reason, people with eating disorders and body dysmorphia, which typically come hand in hand. Mm-hmm is they can see their issue in other people, but not within themselves. 
Hmm. It's the same kind of the same thing with personality disorders. And so I don't know what it is, but it's, it's interesting. It's food for thought that if there is anyone listening, if you listening, do find yourself having body image issues and you find yourself comparing yourself to other people and you see, um, other people as either sick or perfectly fine, but you can't see that within yourself then just know that that is something I guess you need to be aware of that some people just don't have that ability when you have certain types of disorders or just like that's kind of a human, I don't know, the human default setting. Maybe it is that we just can't see things within ourselves that other people have, like specifically anorexia. Yeah, and that's something that we can talk about now is uh, the use of positive affirmations. We've Mm. talked about this before in the past a couple of times. Tony Overbay talks about this a lot. Virtual couch. Go give it a listen. Tony, you're amazing. And Please come on the podcast. <laughs> um, but the whole, the whole thing about positive, affirma- positive affirmations is they can be helpful only if you truly believe what you're saying. So, for example, this is how body positivity can actually be a negative thing. And there's an ar- article on Psychology Today. I don't know who wrote it. I I know what her face looks like. I've seen her picture. I'll post it down below the reference. You can go read it. But it's an article about how body positivity may not always be a good thing. And it can actually be really negative. She was a dietitian. Registered dietitian. Registered yeah, which dietitian. is a person who's gone to school for six years to tell you how to eat your food. Basically, <laughs> that's basically what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing I would do, yeah. but... They're very important. They're very helpful. That's... Yeah. <laughs> and so she, she wrote this article, and she was saying how when these obese people came into her office, and they would say... They would try and convince themselves that they're not obese or not fat. She found it more helpful for them to actually themselves call themselves fat. And a lot of them even told her to call them fat because it relieved a lot of that just pressure that the body positivity movement put on them as to saying your, your, uh, your body's perfect the way it is, mm-hmm. you know, accept all of it. And, this article talks about how you don't need to accept everything about your body. If it does harm, if you have thoughts about your body that make you a little uneasy, like you don't need to say that. If mm-hmm. you say, I'm not fat, I'm not fat, I'm perfect the way I am, and that just doesn't sit right with you, then get that out of your life. Don't Shoot. say it, yeah. Don't say it. You don't need to. Even though the body positivity movement would say, you're perfect the way you are, mm-hmm. you don't need to change, your body's great. If you tell that person to go to the gym, you're fat phobic, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like then you don't need to have that in your life. On the other hand, if you have thoughts like that and they're helpful for you mm-hmm. and they ease stress, they make you feel better, then okay, that can be, that's probably good for you. Yeah. So, so there's a balance there that you need to try and find. Exactly. And so I guess what we're getting at with that and what any therapist that talks about this would say is that there's nothing wrong with positive affirmations and in, in right. just in general, it's just that they're very specific for who they work for and what you do to make them work. Yeah. Like, I think the, the baseline, if you're going to be using, using, <laughs> if you're going to be using positive affirmations in general, you just got to make sure they're true and you believe them. Yeah. Like Enoch was saying, if you, if you know that you're a little overweight 
and maybe you are and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that you know like if if you're comfortable with that doesn't matter if you're not comfortable with about it work at it there's ways to yeah. fix that you know there's ways yeah. to work at it set goals you know anyways um the only thing with affirmations is they just need to be true and yeah. so instead of saying i'm skinny when you're maybe a little overweight maybe you are just a little bit bigger than you were 20 years ago when you didn't have kids mm-hmm. or before you got into competitive eating i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> um for whatever reason you might have gained a little weight it's very human but just saying I'm skinny into the mirror isn't going to be super helpful. Maybe it is. Like right. Enoch was saying, maybe that does help you, which is awesome if it does. Odds are it probably won't because you are lying if you mm-hmm. truly are a little bit overweight. Yep. Maybe focus on something that really is true, like an absolute. Yeah. That's something with affirmations that do need to be focused on when it comes to like self-image and positivity about oneself is it needs to be an absolute. Like This affirmation will always be true no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, I am worth mm-hmm. it. I am right. loved. I... Um, I have, I already said I have worth, but things along those lines, things that never change. I am worth it. My life is worth living. I am loved. I am grateful for my life. Mm -hmm. Things like that. There are people that love me. There's people that I love and reminding yourself that in the mirror on your way to work before you leave for the day. Right. Um, Point being, make your affirmations, if you choose to use them, absolutes. They're true no matter what the circumstance is because there might be times that your affirmations really aren't true. And you can shift them if you need to. Um, But my advice as an unprofessional professional, I guess, (laughs) an unlicensed professional. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) um, Someone who's working towards becoming that Mm. is to make sure that they're they're always true. Focus on things that are simple. The more simple, the better. The more true, the better. Right. You know, and the article talks about how when people say, when people tell you they love you the way you are, believe them. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, that's true. They do love you the way you are. On the other hand, if someone's telling you that, you know, you're not fat, they may have good intentions. Like, or you're perfect the way you are again, and that doesn't make you feel good, then, again, you don't have to believe that and kind of just go away. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Yeah. Don't Don't bring that into your life. Now, another thing... I want to talk about is the word perfection or perfect. You're perfect the way you are. Jordan Peterson talks about this quite a bit when he says his whole thing is how when you say you're perfect the way you are, that doesn't promote growth. That promotes comfort, right? Stagnation. Stagnation. Yeah. There's no growth in the comfort zone. (laughs) So when you say you're perfect the way you are, the whole idea behind that is really good. Yeah. You know, it's well-intentioned for sure. Well-intentioned. Absolutely. But it's simply not true. Never is. Never, never is. You're not perfect. You never will be. And so if you say to yourself or someone tells you you're perfect the way you are, that's just not true. And most of the time you always know what you can do to become a better person whether that be mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, there are always things that you can improve upon. Mm. And so we can't try and get into this mindset of stagnation, of just not growing and always working on ourselves. And that's what I think is one of the flaws in the body positivity movement is they don't promote growth. They like per- work on yourself, yeah. not just accept like accepting yourself as a part of it that's a whole part of acceptance and commitment therapy Mm -hmm. but as far as accepting yourself and then not doing anything 
afterwards to make yourself like better, to improve your life and your health, your relationships, all of that. Like that's, that's just kind of silly to me. And so I kind of lean away from saying you're perfect the way you are because you're not. And that can be a lot of, that can be really hard for a lot of people to hear. But when you come to accept that fact, it relieves a lot of stress, Mm -hmm. honestly. And it relieves a lot of pressure to try and be perfect or to try and have the perfect body, the perfect physique, the perfect mindset, the perfect, like you have a bad thought, like you're a terrible person Mm -hmm. and no, you don't need to try and have perfect thoughts. Like we all have just wild thoughts from time to time. Intrusive at times. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Yeah. And so when you come to the fact and accept the fact, this is why acceptance and commitment therapy is awesome. (laughs) Because there's so you, you are you become free when you accept that you are broken, and we've talked about this before. You are free when you come to the fact you're not perfect, and that you can accept your flaws, and that's really where and when happiness comes. And can start to flourish. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess taking a couple steps back about the whole body positivity movement, what it's done really well is promoting the acceptance part of acceptance sure. and commitment therapy. Yeah. It's just the commitment part that right. seems to be maybe forgotten about. Yeah. Maybe that's somewhere in there in that whole movement. Like you see all the posts and videos and it's somewhere in there. Maybe it's gotten lost because the, yeah. the focus has been so much on acceptance, which is a great thing. And what I always chime about when I talk about it, like when I'm writing papers or like when I'm thinking about preparing an episode here about acceptance and commitment therapy is that acceptance is the first word for a reason in the name of the modality mm-hmm. because you can't go anywhere until you've accepted who you are, where you're at, and what you have. Yeah. And so, like, let's say you are a person who's looking to lose weight, like, because you have body image problems, and you figured one of the solutions is, I want to lose a little bit of weight because I just want to look a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with that. Literally yeah. isn't. But the first step in any weight loss journey, and I'm not a dietitian, I'm not a doctor, but from, like, a therapy standpoint, which I think is really important when it comes to weight loss, is to bring in mental health. But from a therapy standpoint, you need to be able to accept the fact that you may never change. Yeah. Because there may be a lot of stress involved if you put a lot of work into it and you put a lot of effort into losing weight. Sometimes it's just hard to lose that weight. And there's a lot of medical problems that contribute to that and family history things. Or you just don't have time to make the meal plans and exercise and all that stuff. And you don't reach your goals. That's why the body positivity movement is so amazing because it teaches people to be okay with the fact that they are they are worth it the way that they are. Mm-hmm. They aren't perfect. They mm-hmm. unfortunately spills into you're perfect the way that you are, which isn't true. What Enoch was just yeah. saying, but at the base of it, it teaches a great message that you are worth it for the way that you are. And you have to right. be able to accept the way you are now. And there is a slight possibility that you may never change. So if you can make that acceptance, if you can accept the fact that you may never change, odds are you will, because that's what humans do. You can lose weight. You can change. You can change your mindset. I just think the beginning of an acceptance commitment therapy journey is to accept where you are and be okay with it if you never change. Because then you can at least be content. And then you can focus on moving on with your life and you can take the stress out of becoming this perfect image of yourself. Yeah. Because you're already okay with the way that you are. You know, if you can make that acceptance and then move forward, then you can truly move forward with, I don't know, with... Uh, with true focus because mm-hmm. you're already okay with, you're already okay with where you're at. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just 
icing on the cake, you know? That's yeah. kind of the way that I look at it. Yeah. And so if you can accept the way that you are, you're losing weight, that takes the stress out of I have to lose weight. I need to. It is a, it's like water. If I don't lose weight, I'm going to die. Yeah. You know, I don't, hopefully this is making sense. That's kind of where I'm trying to get at. Yeah. That it takes the necessity out of it. It takes the, the stress out of it because then you can focus on your values. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter where I'm going, I'm focusing on something. And we've talked about this before with like moving west. Mm-hmm. If your if your values and living a value based life is like a road trip, and the road trip is just heading west, then all the goals are just pit stops along the way. Right. And so the acceptance, the value is, you know, fitness, health, whatever you want to call it. That's moving west. As long as you're moving that way, it doesn't matter what you look like, what it looks like, or what you do, because mm-hmm. you're turning towards your values and you've accepted who you are, as your own unique self. End of Austin rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, there you go. There's your acceptance and commitment therapy part of the episode. Your daily dose of act. <laughs> I guess your weekly dose. Yeah. Uh, biweekly. Um, but let's talk about worth for a second. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. We tend to tie our worth to how we look, how we our pant size feel, yeah, how we act, how we think, and the thing about worth is that it's not tied to any of those. Mm-hmm. You can't really you can't touch your worth yeah essentially you can't do it no matter what you do say uh feel eat (laughs) eat have done will do that won't change your worth your worth is always 101 percent. it's always there you're always worthy i mean that word worthy you're always worth it we say that all the time Mm -hmm. like you your worth doesn't change and unfortunately we like the body positivity movement has gone to perfection rather than lo- looking at worth, you know, instead of saying your worth hasn't diminished or whatever. I'm sure there are a lot of people mm-hmm. out there that, that say that and focus on that. But what I've seen like on Instagram, Facebook, things like that is the word perfect. Like you're perfect the way you are, but you're not. But the thing is, as you, you can be broken, but your worth doesn't change. I guess not, but, and your worth doesn't change because those both, both of those things can be true at the same time. Your worth is a hundred percent and you're broken mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. We've talked about the, uh, like the broken China before. I love that analogy because every one of us is a broken China bowl, like a Chinette piece that has been glued back together with gold filling with gold glue. Right. And it makes it more beautiful. It makes it more unique you're unique because of your imperfections yeah. and it doesn't matter how perfect you think you are. If you zoom in close enough up on your life, you're going to find an imperfection. Mm-hmm. And so that's why if your goal is perfection, it's lit- literally not possible because like I, I think of the analogy of like zooming in on your cells, you'd be able to find one cell in your body that is some mutation. Yeah. You're never going to be perfect because right. if you're thinking about perfection, that means with your out flaw, you're without flaw. You're exactly the way that you're supposed to be. And that's never true because if you zoom in close enough, you're going to find some imperfection and then your worth is gone because your worth is in your perfection. Right. Your worth is absolute. That's why we talked about finding affirmations in absolutes and not in variables mm-hmm. because perfection is a variable. It changes between person to person, from culture to culture, country to country, even like city to city, you know, yeah. like within small um, communities. So, 
and then let's go even closer from person to person literally it, yeah. perfection is so different perfection for me is living in montana on the river in a cabin eating steak for the rest of my life you know that's like and fishing for the rest fishing of fishing and eating steak and having this awesome <laughs> australian shepherd dog and um my wife and hopefully future kids are there too a so horse like, and a cow and a horse and a cow and a, yep. a bunch of rescue dogs and cats <laughs> that's the <laughs> conversation we had before the the episode started but like that's like a like my perfect life quote unquote i guess but perfection is such a subjective thing there's no such thing as objective perfection and that's why it's so stress inducing you know because we get other people's standards of perfection placed on us and we think we need to conform to theirs and ours and each person we meet we need to match their standard of perfection in order to keep our standard of perfection because you need to keep the both subjective and objective standards of perfection and there's literally no such thing and that's why perfectionism wrote a whole paper about it last semester in one of my classes that's why perfectionism can basically be linked with almost every anxiety disorder, depression disorder, and most personality disorders because it's so unhealthy for you to think that way. Perfection is just, it's just to turn into a, a referendum on perfectionism, I guess. But that's yeah. body positivity. I think that's the, the source of it is that you think you need to be a certain way, fit into a certain type of clothing to yeah. bench the certain amount, whatever it is. Pearl it's five. just. there's some type of standard that you think is perfect that you have to meet or your life is going to be over and it's simply not true yeah i agree i couldn't have said it better so the whole guess idea about this episode if you're going to take anything away from this episode if you find yourself comparing the way you look your body to other people just know that they are probably thinking the same thing Mm -hmm. about you maybe not about you but at least the same thing could be the opposite of what you're saying i want to be skinny they might be saying i wish i was a bit bigger because i'm too skinny yeah so just realize that everyone's going through that internal struggle and realize that your worth is not tied to how you look at all if you think you're ugly if you think you're not good looking if you think you're fat too skinny whatever it is have mental problems if those are all true in a sense that doesn't mean your worth has changed Mm -hmm. you're still worth it and when you come to accept that fact healing is a lot easier in my mind Mm -hmm. maybe i mean it's still going to be hard in a sense to heal like past trauma whatever it is whatever you're trying to to fix in your life it's still going to take work but when you accept the fact that your worth has never changed then you start to really love yourself and you start to love others because you see that their worth also doesn't change no matter what they do, have done, will do, etc. So you are worth it. You're not perfect. Neither am I. Neither is Austin. Neither is Zuko here. Clearly, he was playing with a little, <laughs> a loud toy. toy. <laughs> you probably heard it. And that's okay. Huh, mister? Yep. And that's Okay. <laughs> So just come to accept that fact and then commit to continue to work on yourself because you're worth it. And I love, I love the quotes. I don't know if they're like philosopher quotes or whatever it is, but I think it actually is a philosopher. I don't know who that said this, but they say this might, might've been like Marcus Aurelius, something like that. Some amazing man. Mm -hmm. But he said, it's a shame that man, most of the, or 
will go throughout their entire life never seeing how strong they really are. Mm-hmm. And he was referring to physically, but I also think that's true mentally, emotionally. We go through life not really seeing how strong we are mentally or how strong we actually are emotionally because we tend to stick with what's comfortable because we think we're perfect the way we are. And that's just not true. So let's continue to grow and to put yourself out in uncomfortable situations and to see what your potential really is because it's endless. And when you, when you accept those two things, your po- your, the possibility, possibilities are endless for you and your worth never changes, then you're unstoppable at that point. Mm-hmm. And you're sure you're going to have some roadblocks every, every now and again because you're human. And that's okay. It's part of being broken like all of us. But just again, getting out of that rut quickly by accepting it and committing to do better. Bada bing, bada boom. That's the, the sauce on the on the burger. That's the Big the, Mac sauce. That's the that's the king sauce. The hot sauce. dog eating contest hot dogs. <laughs> Talking about competition eating, there you go. And I really don't have much more to add. You know, you're, I would just say that your worth is not in your pant size and your worth is not in the way that you see yourself. Because like Enoch yeah. was saying, your worth is absolute and it's always at 100% no matter what you do, how you look, or what you believe about yourself no matter how firmly you believe that you're too fat or too skinny, that may be true, but what is always true, always, no matter what, is that you are worth it and you're worth giving yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of love. Yeah. So make that your focus as you go forward with your body positivity, accept the fact that you're imperfect, and despite that fact, you're infinitely worth everything in this world. So hopefully you learn something. Hopefully you feel a little bit more worthy of yourself and the life that you live because you really are so join us next i guess on thursday for a what about thursday. episode and talk to you guys soon peace out what about what about therapy what about what about therapy what about what about therapy yeah what about what about therapy what about what about therapy what about what about therapy What about therapy? What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy? Yeah.